Where are they at, though? Where they at? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. This is what we do. (laughs) Two types of people in this world. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. We've been on here for an hour already, and we just hit record. So you guys have missed a lot of stuff. So we're going to get straight to the final. Um, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we talked about everything. I know. My coffee is already gone. Like... (laughs) I probably should have refilled that, but whatever. Here we are. We'll get there. Anyways, <laughs> my name's Ricky Hayes. Got my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. We've got Alexis, Tex, Rawson, and then we've got Katie, Bad Blood Pahura. I didn't do my <laughs> research, so we're going to repeat this week, but we'll come back fresh next week. It's the best one. I know it is. It, it really is a really is. good one, yeah. And then uh, none other than Tony, Stats, and InfoLance. Two people in one. You're welcome. Yeah. So, we're here to break down challenge 39, bow for a new championship. Champion? Champion. No, champion. 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 Hoping, hopping. Hopping, I'm not too sure. Hoping, Um, hopping. Anyways, it's episode 13, El (laughs) Sabotor. I was going to speak Spanish there, but I don't know any Spanish, so. This is is odd. Yeah, I know. I'm not good at it. For what reason? I took three years of Spanish in high school, and I don't know anything. Yeah, for what reason for this title, though? I'm just, okay. Stuff. I think there's there's some reason behind it. Yeah, stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we got a lot of bar scene. Yeah. We did. Best part of the whole goddamn show. <laughs> Mock. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> just talking shit tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyways, let's get into this real quick. Before we dive into the minutia, as we always do. Hmm. Double word score there. Spotify for podcast. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> that Vanna White. Yeah. That's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up in the morning. I just piss excellence. The big, hairy, American winning machine. There you go. You got it that time. Uh, 60% of the time, it works every time. Sex Panther. <laughs> it smells like dirty diaper. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the Ron Burgundy quotes, man. Oh, see, I'm from that era before memes where we just sat there and quoted that shit. There's a Ron Burgundy on the shelf somewhere, and he has a little thing of scotchy scotch. Oh, (laughs) yes. Scotchy scotch. (laughs) Anyways, before we turn into the fucking Will Ferrell podcast, Mm -hmm. um, what was your guys's, for lack of a better term, 30,000 foot view of this? What'd you think if you were going to give it a grade for this episode? Don't you guys all go at once? <laughs> it was dramatic, and I thought that was nice. It was dramatic. Um, I didn't mind the daily. I don't think it's like the best thing ever. Um, but I I like the potential for uh, you know for that daily to go either way to work hard or to sabotage. Oh, it mm-hmm. happened right there. Click. It was her turn. Click. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it's yeah. like when they say the title of the movie in the movie, you're like, oh, there oh, it there is. It is. There it is. All right. Yeah. I, I had a friend who every time that that happened, she would yell cheesy at the top of her lungs wherever we were watching a movie because she thought it was the corniest thing ever that you would say the name of the movie in the movie. So instead, she just chose to scare the <laughs> shit out of everyone every time we watched a movie with her. 
<laughs> got to. Jesus. That's funny. Um, so but, the drama, go ahead. You were. Yeah. Um, oh, the daily. So I liked, I actually kind of liked that about the daily. Um, obviously, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little more as we get into it. Lots of drama, uh, you know, lots of conversations yeah. that have been needing to be had are finally had mm -hmm. um, or at least kind of had broached. Uh, yeah, broached. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Uh, we two. had finally had a split nomination. OK, instead of everybody voting for the same person yeah. mm -hmm. all together, like we About finally time. had a split nomination, Sarah, you know, so that was yep. nice. And granted it's not quite what i personally would have loved to see brad and kylan do in an elimination against each other it wasn't yeah. the worst elimination nope. that they've done this season so all of that being said i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna give this one like a solid like c plus b minus area right around in there i don't know i kind of like this episode i'm yeah. gonna just be honest so uh i'm gonna hop in i'm grading mine on a curve based on just this season so it's a solid B for me. Okay. It hits everything I need. Okay. So there, there we go. go. B. That's fair. I would say that like as a fan, as a viewer, really solid episode. Like I like one of the things I liked about the daily and I know we'll get into it is that it wasn't timed out by driving down that same stretch of highway. And then they had to do it by the time they got to the end. They just kept going through. So it actually gave them an opportunity to do it. And the same as you, I would have loved to seen a much to see a much more physical elimination. But I liked that the elimination actually relied on physicality for once in a while. Yeah. As for the house stuff, it was very all over the place. I'm I'm glad that this happened in this episode so we can see what happens next week. This needed to happen and it it needed to happen before anything else could. So I'm glad that it happened this Potentially early in the season where there's still 16 people left on the show. Good That's Lord. I think we're just now at the midway point. I'm joking. We're not. I anyways. was like, uh, why you, why you gotta be, why you gotta say that? Uh, Kitty, what do you think? It, I feel like there was so much that happened that I'm like, what happened? Yep. <laughs> Cause I yeah. don't even know like where to start. I, I liked it. I'm going to go with like, like, B minus C plus, like there was some of it. I don't know. I I feel bad knowing the things I know now about Brad coming yeah. into this. I yeah. know. Yeah, he so they they did him no justice. Yeah, and I think that changed my feelings about the elimination. Not to jump ahead. Oh well, that's what we do. <laughs> so just that he. Uh... He was called last minute and had to fly yeah. in and didn't get any sleep before he got to the elimination. Well, he didn't. That's pretty wild. Like, do you guys, am I crazy? He didn't sound like himself. Like crazy. He had toned it down. I feel like he's an adult now. So it's like, I don't know. He's just like not all raged up anymore. Yeah. Well, it's hard to be raged up when you've been up for like 24 yeah. hours straight. Yeah. And then you have On to, a plane. And then you get off that plane and you get drove into location and you have to do the elimination. Like there was no rest period for him. No food. Like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like that, that blew my mind, to be honest. I was like, really? No. That's not really a recipe to win. But I am glad that Kyle had won. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I'm not mad about mm -hmm. it at all. Um, I do want to say, I think this is very very much um what's the word i'm looking for indicative of 
the season thus far and how they've done the champions yeah. coming in. Like they haven't yeah. set them up for success to make it where the stand the strongest competitors stand yeah. out, right? Like, why is it Car Maria puzzle? Like it's a disservice. Let's mm-hmm. fly Brad in last second to make sure we can make this champion champions theme work, but not give him a six hour rest period to get in, eat some food, you know, relax, and then go do yeah. a competition. You yeah. know what I mean? And let's give him the yellow shoes again. Thank that you. are Crocs. <laughs> if you look on the back, they just have a little strap. They're Crocs. Yeah, they're Crocs with like athletic. They're like sport mode Crocs. I was so mad for him. Are you serious? I will rewatch the episode and I will pause it and take a photo and send it to you. I'm like, you have to stop and tie his shoe at some at one point during the elimination. They all are Crocs. And I think he reached down to get it back on. I I swear mm-hmm. it like they got a zoom up of it. It looked like sport mode Crocs. They did. Like. Go fast Crocs. Zoom, zoom Crocs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but there's no way that Jordan was wearing Crocs in that elimination. He kicked them no, off. he took his shoes off. Yeah. For most of it. Oh my God. Are they really trying to run in Crocs? That's, that's the funny part too, though. And it's, it's so funny that you said that because I was literally about to say like that. Honestly, I was talking to somebody earlier and I'm like, they're like, you know, somebody had asked on our AMA why... Did they give the yellow shoes, whatever? I made a funny little joke, um, you know, about the world championship stat guy. Um, but like, if you think about it, I'm like, man, it's just another way that production is like yep. it's mm-hmm. screwing with the fucking mercenaries. 100%. Like, yes. just, you know, like making it more difficult on them. Like they, they, the purpose of it, again, was not for these champions to win. Like, no. that's not the yep. that's not the purpose. And that's why. Like, yes, I would have loved to see the mercenaries come in and, you know, do eliminations that they're the best at. But I mm-hmm. also understand why they're not, yeah. you know, because that's not the point of the season is it's not to highlight them. It's for them to pass the yeah. torch. And if you think about it, that's why they ask at the end of all the eliminations after the mercenary either wins or loses, no matter what it is. TJ's always like, do you have some words of advice for you? Know, like it's a passing of the torch. That's the only Uh reason that they're fucking here. Can I just say why? Like there's. It's just so fucking stupid because you're going to tell me that the 24 competitors they brought into this house are the future of the challenge, not the other 120 that they brought us in the last six years. Like most of these people on this show, they've only done one other season and they're odds are they're not going to do a ton more. Like, I can see a man well. I can see Kylan. I can see Horacio, mm-hmm. Norice, Olivia, Michelle, and Jay mm-hmm. and Raven. But outside that, like, I don't see Colleen coming on a whole bunch more or Berna or, you know, a lot of these other people. I don't think they're mainstays. I don't think they want to be. Maybe not to the challenge, but in their country, it's like opening doors for them to be on TV more in their country. Absolutely. Because I, I mean, I don't know much about Berna, but I was like, to hear that she's already on another show well that's the show she's originally from it, it, the survivor or whatever yeah, yeah. like oh, for okay, a man okay. well an oh. emmy it opened up a lot of doors i know that so, yeah you oh know. it definitely did but yeah. here's here's the other thing that i was actually thinking about earlier and i could definitely be looking like way too far into this um so if i am feel free to tell me to just shut up um but not that stupid I wonder if kind of focusing on these like brand new players, these people from like CBS, from like, you know, Love Island, Survivor, uh, Big Brother, et cetera. I wonder if 
this has anything to do with one, like we've been talking about this for like a couple years now, is this, you know, possible move from MTV to CBS? How many of these Kyles and these Corey Whartons are willing to sign those more complicated and more in-depth CBS contracts? Well, I mean, Corey was on USA too. So maybe all these people aren't, they don't want to move over to CBS. And so now at this point, the challenge, mm-hmm. and again, for everybody listening, this is purely speculation. This is not based on anything other than that I sit and I think about this shit way too much. Just a conspiracy theory. It's fine. <laughs> what, yeah, way too much. But it was just something that I thought that I was like, you know, this could, I could see this being a reason why they're trying to focus on you know, brand new, fresh meat, fresh blood type people who wouldn't necessarily be opposed to moving to CBS if yeah. that is the next move. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't see why they would turn it down. It's more lucrative to be on a show that gets millions of viewers compared to hundreds of thousands of viewers. Yeah. Right. But if, ex- if the show is growing, you got to grow. And like I said, this could literally have nothing to do with it. Maybe this is just supposed to be like the the you know the other thing that i've thought of is like the tory devin you know um cam you know like that whole like era ashley michelle like all those people um are gonna become the new old school challengers and then all these people are gonna become the new school challengers yeah like they still need a new new school Mm -hmm. because Tori, Devin, Corey, kyle they can carry this show for another 10 years Mm -hmm. but can they carry it for another 20 like most of those people yeah. are already in their 30s. So now they need young people in their 20s. No, and it makes sense. You know? It's just mm-hmm. not I just, the cast I would have picked. No, I, I agree with that. I do think that it was definitely yeah, an oversight to not at least have a few of those people yeah. on. Like Fessy, Fessy, you Josh. know, Josh, Kyle, Corey Wharton, you yeah. know, Nelson. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, I know that there were. Yeah, nothing, but yeah. but you get my drift that they did themselves a disservice by having USA two filmed in such a way where it like backed on to filming of 39, because you can't bring anybody over from USA two onto battle for a new champ. When you don't know the out, like the viewers don't know the outcome of USA two, but they're going to get the spoiled cast list for new champ. So like, we found out Michelle was on it. We're like, cool. So she probably doesn't win yeah. USA too. I mean, it wasn't much of a spoiler. We already knew that, but but also yeah. USA two was new champion. So the whole season, I was thinking like, oh, someone who's already won is going to win this season because the new champion's coming next time. Well, and that's the thing too, right? Like you could have Michaela and Chanel and people like that that were really good on USA two. And like Dusty and Louise and Lewis, like they were all good on USA too, but they're not on this one, which could have been a feeder. The other thing too, like to Karina's point, if they do end up doing something like you have to sign a contract with CBS, this is where it's moving, blah, blah, blah. Being with CBS means that you're potentially looking at like the challenge, Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race, stuff like that. But there's also like carryover there's crossover between those shows as well so in signing with cbs in a weird way it could also open doors for some of the players now like if you're looking at like Horacio, 
you could potentially have Horacio and Norris on Amazing Race. Right. That's the only crossover, though, right? Because, like, how often does Survivor bring in a, uh, another reality star? Right. Same mm-hmm. with Big Brother. I they mean, don't, they bring in fresh, yeah, and fresh people. Uh, they yeah. do, like, they have in the past. They just haven't brought anybody, they haven't brought back any returning players since Winners at War, but in the past, they have brought in Big Brother players. See, I would be interested if they did something like what they did on USA One, where it was all CBS, like, yeah people from different cbs shows but did that on a season of survivor i would find that very interesting and compelling but all right i know we're straying quite a ways away from this episode so i'm gonna (laughs) reel us back in yeah um so the episode opens up you know with raven talking about how she's officially gonna switch sides which we've all seen for about five episodes now yeah i thought she had already but i'm glad we made it facebook official finally um (laughs) Olivia's talking to Berna about how Horacio is uh, ruining uh, his game by not talking to her or not talking to anyone. I'm sorry, but it is a reoccurring theme with Olivia and Horacio through this whole episode. So I'm glad we discussed it last week because we're going to dive more into it this week. And then we get the scene of Norris and Horacio sitting there and her telling him exactly what Olivia just said, which is like, you've got to open up. You've got to talk to these people Mm -hmm. because when you don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they think you're not trying to work with them or at least be friendly and they don't know where you stand on things. Right. And even mm-hmm. if you just and she's she's absolutely right. And you're right on the point you're going to make. I already know it because you've already made it to me. But <laughs> is the fact that people are taking it as like, oh, he doesn't want to fuck at work with me. He won't say a thing. Right. You know, And it's absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and look, and the thing is, is it's like. I, I get why Orasio feels the way that he feels, you know, when you're sitting there and, you know, he sees all the shady stuff that's going on in the Jay Michelle Alliance. He's seen all the shady shit that's being done, you know, in the middle and all of this. And so I don't blame him for feeling the way that he feels. But no. again, at the same time, this, in my opinion, goes back to things that something we continually say over and over again on the show is that. This is part yeah. of the game. Like this is part of the game. And if you don't want to interact with anybody because everybody's too shady, then it, then it's like, okay, but I mean, I don't want to say like, don't come on the show. Cause I love to see Horacio and I want him yeah. to keep coming back, uh-huh. but it's still just like, okay, well then I guess you're just going to be the number one target all the time because you're yeah. automatically the number one target because like, yeah, just physicality wise. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're not giving anyone any reason to want you there. And I get it, too, because he's saying most of the people in the house by this point have already said his name. So he doesn't want to work with them. So if I don't want to work with somebody, what's the point of even engaging with that person? Because nothing that I'm going to say is either a going to change their mind or b be of any use to me, because if you're having a conversation with somebody who is 100 percent just going to say your name again. It's sort of superficial and he's there to compete. So he's like, cool. Like I get the mindset of if you're not with me, then you're against me. So what's the point? I'm not going to bother. And I also see the point of you need to actually still have those conversations. And I think that's why Kyland is sort of coming out as being a bigger threat than Horacio for the game, because Horacio is terrifying to see in a final up against. Kyland is still scary to see in a final, but he also has like, he's persuasive. He's got that 
social game down. He also knows this game backwards and forwards and everybody in it. So he's mm-hmm. so analytical and he has that side of it too, that I think he's starting to edge Horacio out as being a bigger threat. And I know Jay mentioned it later in the episode too, of in all honesty, like this is the time to get rid of Kylan, not get rid of Horacio because we can get rid of Horacio again, but Kylan's actively building up an alliance against the main alliance in the house. Right. Well, and I mean, just to throw a little counter to one thing you said is Horacio isn't just telling people that he's not working with, like I'm not working with you, but even people that he's quote unquote supposed to be working with don't know where he stands because he's not even communicating with them outside of Zara, Kylan and Norris. Right. Like I'm sure Raven doesn't have many conversations with Horacio about it. And if she, if it is happening, we're not seeing it. Right. Exactly. And you know, and that's the thing is, like now with that being said, if we're getting into like the Olivia specific situation, I do have a little bit more of an ambiguous view on that, but I wouldn't say that this everything we've said doesn't still apply because it does. Right, but. right. Well, and speaking of the Olivia thing, this was actually I wanted to bring this up because we, you know, Katie was kind of speculating on this last week. Was, you know, Olivia kind of bringing these topics up to Norris and everybody else in hopes mm-hmm. maybe somebody will say something to Horacio to yeah. kind of like ease that like tension and kind of, you know, soften the ground there for her, him to talk to her. And so I'm wondering if like it really is everybody in the house saying these things, these things to Norris or if, you know, this was her like trying to help Olivia out a little bit by just kind of mm-hmm. like dropping a hint to Arasio without specifically saying like, hey, you know, it was Olivia that said yeah. this, blah, blah, blah. So then he wouldn't feel some type of way about her. Yeah, it was what we said, too. Right. Like it came right down to Olivia needed reassurance that Arasio was actively trying to work with her. Arasio didn't think that he needed to talk to her about it because they had already had the conversation once. and. To him, he hadn't wavered on it. So he was like, cool, well, then we're still good. And it wasn't until like that one scene where they both. I don't know if they retroactively listened to our episode last week and then went back in time and then went through the bar <laughs> scene. But they basically <laughs> did exactly what we were like. This is what these two people need to do in order to move forward in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I have some thoughts as to Olivia saying that she has always had his back and has always defended him in conversations, but I get where she's coming from. I, I honestly, I'm surprised I haven't looked this up already, but I want to know when Olivia's birthday is. Cause I just feel like she's a Leo. I feel like she's a Leo. And I don't think Rick, I as a Capricorn understand your mindset. I don't think, she, I think she's I a think Taurus, she either, but we keep having these conversations about Leos and Capricorns and their relationships. So I feel the same way. Like when I'm friends with somebody, you don't need to tell me we're friends every single day. I'm like, cool, we're friends. But like, not a lot of people are like that. So even last week I was listening to the conversation. I'm like, wow, this is so relatable to my life. Anybody else want to, anybody else want to take a guess at what Olivia's Caucasian Zodiac is? Aries. Wait, is she a Gemini? I'm going with Taurus. Is it anything that anyone has said so far? Uh, I don't think so. So it's not Leo. Is it a fire sign? Is she a Scorpio? Well, that's why I'm like, is it a fire sign? I don't know what a fire sign is. <laughs> Getting too deep in here. <laughs> okay, what is it? She's a Cancer. 
Oh, oh, I know that because she just posted that on her story. Yeah, she's a cancer. July 12th. I don't know what that means. My husband's a cancer. Me either. But I also really like base a lot of relationships in my life around the five love languages. And even when I had talked to her at Challenge Mania, one of the first things she said was, I'm just a words of affirmation kind of girl. Yeah, we know. (laughs) We're like, we know, babe. (laughs) And that's why I also thought she was a a Leo because every every Leo in my life is a words of affirmation person. So I'm like, yes, just feed me and tell me I'm pretty. Yeah. (laughs) But also. Horacio knows her, so you would think mm-hmm. he would just know that by now and be like, hey, got your back. I can get Karina with with a few words. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> He's all uh, his brain's all pulled in a million places right now, though. He's probably not even thinking about that. That was yeah, my issue with not. it last week was like, yes, he needs to be having those conversations. And even if he feels like he doesn't. By knowing Olivia, he should know that she needs to have those. But reverse, Olivia should also know that he doesn't come to those conversations easily. I I think one thing I wanted to say last week that I forgot when I was going through my spiel about it all was that you can't expect people to be mind readers. True. As much as we'd like people to be. Yeah, exactly. It, unfortunately, even if you think you this is your person and they know you, sometimes it doesn't fucking matter. And you just have to use your words. And words are hard. Yeah, we're coming up on a decade and we're we highly do. communicative. We talk about everything. And like to the point, like she'll say something, she'll be like, shit. And I'll be like, oh, what's up? You know, like I'm and she does it to me. Mm-hmm. And there are still times that I have no fucking clue what she's thinking. And I have to yep. ask what's yes. going on. Yeah. You know, yep. and it's- I've been with my husband literally since I was 16 years old. And yeah. there are still days where I'm like, why don't you know this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yep. facts. You know what else is facts? Is I'm going to be doing the same thing that this daily is called. Getting tanked. <laughs> You're welcome, America. I mean, that, w- I, that, that wasn't your best transition. I'm just, I love you. Based on Katie, it's doing well. <laughs> So I'm taking that as a W. You don't win them all. Take that as a win. Yeah. You're not even funny. <laughs> you know, we both know I'm funny. Okay. <laughs> all right. You're funny. Thank you. You're welcome. Getting tanked. So what it is, is there's a fucking semi with water and in a bunch of fucking letters. They're playing Wheel of Fortune on the back of a semi that's going down. <laughs> It's, it's what it is. What'd you guys think of this daily though? It, it was, it was probably really fucking fun to do, but it's just watching a semi go up and down a track. Doesn't do it for me. I like that. James didn't fit. James was, James had to stand <laughs> in the hole. Yes. Otherwise he didn't actually couldn't stand up in the tank. Cause he was too short. James, he was too tall. No, he's too tall. He had to like, when he jumped yeah. in, he had to stand right under the hole in the top of the tank oh, because okay, he couldn't okay. actually like stand anywhere else. Uh, okay, okay. I just have to throw this out there. I think it's so fucking funny that this whole thing with Mariah, like she picked the yeah. biggest, baddest guy, not the baddest, but like she picked the biggest guy. So 
Could you just imagine if Bananas would have come there and been like, I'm going to face the guy <laughs> that she's with. And it's like this big guy. He's, he walks in hoping it's Jay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or a soft or something. <laughs> yeah, like someone small. Because she's, she's oh, yeah. a small person. So I don't know. I just, I just thought it was funny that he's so big. It's like the mountain and his girlfriend. It's like. Is that that big giant yeah. dude who's yeah. like, and she's like literally half his she's size? She's like 5'3", and he's like 6'6", six, six and like 300 pounds, yeah. And yeah. she's like 5'3", 110. From Game of Thrones? The odd if couple, yeah. So the teams on this, I'm not going to go into all of that because it's just a lot, but yeah. there's some things that I really want to talk about in this. And yes. the first one I want to talk about, and I want to get your guys' opinion, and obviously everybody listening, um, let us know what you're thinking on this. Did you guys catch people putting letters in upside down? Sure did. Nope. No. I saw it on the show. <laughs> I caught it when she mentioned it and that was it. Yeah. But it, but that was after you had already watched it? Uh, no. When we were watching while it, we she said it, it out loud and then I noticed what she was saying. You, you caught it while you were watching it? Yeah. I caught it while I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, those were definitely W's yes. upside down. I <laughs> took screenshots and labeled them because I'm that guy. My question is this is it for this is should those no. wins count? Because the the team that did it was the team that won, which was um uh Corey Lay, uh Ed, Ed Olivia, Olivia, and Berna. So Tony obviously doesn't think the wins should count. What do you what do you think, Alexis? No, I don't. And I also am like, how did it get that far without somebody else noticing that? There was how many people standing on the sidelines? Plus all the people with their cameras, plus DJ, plus all these production people. And they, it's almost like, like my husband asked me this today when I told him, he was like, so did everybody on the challenge just realize that they were wrong today? Well, they couldn't see it because the truck was going serpentine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was hard to, it's hard to hit a moving target. I can understand the people on the side, not necessarily catching it because they were probably further away, but like anybody with a camera the production. Cameras. Come on. Yeah. What about you, Katie? Do you think it still counts or they should uh, they should have had a lineup and do it over again? Well, I'm going to start with I love Ed, but no, it. In the words of Johnny Bananas, all is fair in love war in the challenge, and they did not catch this. So in challenge history, I feel like this is just another thing that they're like, well, yeah, it doesn't. It's the challenge. Not tough shit. I was just going to say the thing that sucks for like from a viewer standpoint is it was Ed's team and Jay's team were the top two and they were the two that used W's. So it would have been either Kylan. Well, it would have been Kylan's team because Horacio got sabotaged. Oh, they both did. So the guy who went into elimination ultimately came out, but he would have been safe to begin with. They wouldn't have even been able to put him in yeah. as the house vote. And if he would have won, I doubt that they would have been able to convince him to put Horacio in. So I don't know how that looks. Right. Yeah. No. It would have changed a lot. But it is interesting that they both use W's. They probably didn't fight it because of that. Yeah, it was Emmanuel and Kylan's teams, not Horacio's, because Horacio's team was very out of it. My mistake. So... The other thing, well, here, I'm going to, I'm sorry, give your thoughts. on No, no, I, 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 you already know how I feel (laughs) about this. Like that, that, no, not okay. Production should have been doing their job. That should not have even slipped through at all. Like if I can, if I can notice it, 
as a fan watching it when it's not even something that mm-hmm. they're like zooming in yeah. on, like focusing on on the show, yeah. then there is zero reason that production should not have caught it. Um, and it's actually like they they should be embarrassed. Like they should absolutely be fucking embarrassed right now. Hundred percent. Um, and by and just to just to ju- there have been much more complicated things that they've caught. Yeah, exactly. And just to clarify, but when I say they should be embarrassed, I mean production, not the challengers. It's yeah. not their oh, fault. No. Like, no, you know, it's not their job to freaking double check their like. No. Yeah, I really hope people aren't being mean to Ed. I know. Especially because you're already upside down. And if they are, you know what? Ed could probably kick. He could bench press them. And Ed could probably fucking do a spinning kick, do a spinning, you know, kick and hit him in the head while eating a chicken cutlet. And, you know, that's America <laughs> if I've ever heard of it. Oh, my gosh. Um, one other thing I really did want to talk about with this daily before we get into the winner and, well, obviously what their decision was is team number two, which was Michelle, Asaf, Colleen, and Horacio. And them, Michelle last week actively saying, like, I can't believe that you would say I'm going to sabotage this team and blah, 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 blah. And then what she do this How week? Dare you. She sabotages the motherfucking team with Aesop. Yeah, exactly. Like what? She said she wouldn't sabotage last week's team and say this week's team. Ah, ah. Yeah, there you go. And I'm not talking about the Beastie Boy song sabotage. I'm talking about like she fucked them over. Yeah, like, yeah, like, and you could tell while it was happening, like, no, man, they're no. Do you think Horacio knew, like, I feel like he's so, he's always so nice that he was just like, oh, well, I just didn't perform today. We could have done better. Like, are you aware that they did this? Like, did it cross your mind or you're just, I have I don't know. There's several points where he was standing there doing nothing. I feel like he's he knew. I mean, he definitely had to figure it out. And I hate that Horacio is like not able to watch this episode because we all know he's filming for another show. But I mean, Jay said verbatim, like he's on a team with three of my alliance members. So there's an active plan to make sure he does not win. Did just make me shin too that I thought of earlier. Do they, this is a random, because of seeing everyone's stories, because they're filming the reunion. Do they get to watch the show before they go film the reunion? Oh, yeah. Yes. They, they yeah. live tweet it. Okay, so everybody who's filming the reunion now has seen all of the episodes until the end? And they've seen to where we are. Right, but have they been able, have they been able to watch the whole thing before they do the reunion? No, I think they... Maybe like I, they might they might give them those like the the pre cuts you know what I mean like oh at the reunion yeah they I'm sure they do like or like show clip you know what I mean like I don't they I don't think that they see they don't see the episodes the well, way no, we yeah. see the episodes right so like they get like like different cuts of them almost like screeners exactly they yes, get it almost the like day a before screen. they get like a twenty four uh, hour advance copy like. That's why and people that were giving can... Bananas so much shit about spoiling it because he saw it 24 oh, hours before okay. and then recorded the day yes, of exactly. airing. So Gosh, I'm sure that oh, they okay, might okay. do that for them. Like, I don't know that everybody like sits down and watches all those or whatever. And I don't even know that it would be all the episodes, but I'm pretty sure that they probably at least like whatever they want to talk about. If there was like drama or something stupid said or whatever, mm-hmm. they probably send them the clips of it or, you know, I don't know. Okay. I mean, there's a couple things that I'm thinking of that are pretty important that would affect the way people behaved at the reunion. That's why I was thinking about it. 
And I, I don't know. It also just mm-hmm. kind of stinks that Horacio is not there. I know 100%. it sucks. Yeah. Well, look, he's, he is definitely in a relationship with the, with a woman that if his order's ever wrong at Chili's, he can just tell her and she'll handle it. So yep. you're never going to let that go. Oh, it's, it's accurate because it's the same person I'm married it's to. It's so accurate. Um, mm-hmm. But the, there has to be one line of the night for me and it, it's, yeah. you know what it is. <laughs> The dolphin, Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Had me rolling on on the couch watching. I was like, what is she, a dolphin? Like, what is going on? It, it gave me so much Jim Carrey from Ace Ventura. <laughs> you must be getting inside the dolphin's head and communicating. I'm saying there's no black. And he is saying. And you can quote him. What do you want to talk to Snowflake? He sends his regards. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, it was so good. Oh shit. So, so good. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> so um, like we said, the Corey with Berna, Olivia, and Ed end up winning this. They have to pick a male winner to go into, or a male vote to go into the elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, they go off to the side. Corey's saying, look, I want to make a big move. And he convinces them to go for Horacio with a little bit of fight back from Berna and Colleen. But You mean Olivia and Colleen? I'm sorry, Olivia and Colleen. And Olivia's <laughs> fight back was... Um, so you guys can't be swayed at all? Yeah, you, I can't Which, talk. I mean, and they said no, so... No, it it was it was Berna, not Colleen. What? Yeah, or yeah, Berna, Berna and, yeah, not, not Colleen. Yes, um, Ed, <laughs> Olivia, Berna, and Corey. Yeah, and so Berna and Olivia were like, I feel like Olivia is smart in the way that she is wording things. Like she kept her mouth shut, mm-hmm. and then she said, "So you guys can't be persuaded." Waiting for them to say no, not like trying to persuade them. And then giving a fight back. Like, she's smart. She knows what she's doing. But it's also not defending Horacio either. Like, she said she is. Oh, no. She said she was done doing that already. She already said she was done doing that. Yeah, but then later when they're at the bar, she says that she defends him every chance she gets. She's definitely taking the easy road out. Do you think she's doing this to get him out because she doesn't want him in the final with her? There's only one winner. I mean, I, 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 I would. Yeah, there's one winner. So literally, if she takes him to the final, yeah. she has to beat him yep. and she's not going to. I think there's a little bit of feeling like there's a little bit of her own feelings in there. But also, she's making a really good point. Nobody wants him there but him. <laughs> literally. Kyland. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's got the, the Goku yeah. complex. So uh, they come back up and they announce that uh, Corey says Arasio. Um, because you know, he's the strongest guy in the house. He doesn't want to run a final. And I mean, it's, it's a smart move for mm-hmm. anyone in that house to say a Ross Island with the petty comments. Yeah, though. I'm loving what? it. I'm so loving here it. for, I'm so here uh-huh. for it. Like yeah. that was amazing. He's spicy. I mean, he was wrong in this situation. I get it. That's his boy, but I he mean, was he's kind of right though. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's one other move you can make for a male. That's a big move, but he's not going to make it because he's aligned with I- that. That dude straight up i was no i was more referring to Corey saying so he's saying he's scared which 
Yes, yeah, 100%. 100%, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what all of you are saying because all of you are scared and oh. you damn well should be. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I was saying Corey's 100% right in this situation. Mm, yeah. He, yeah. This is the best thing he could do. Yeah. Like, I, 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 look, uh-huh. I love Horacio and I don't want to, like, as a fan and someone who enjoys him, I don't want to see him go home. But, like, looking at it from a game standpoint, 100,000%, that is the best thing to do. Yeah. They, like, I don't think that they know we're getting to the end of the mercenaries, but, like, if you know anything about the challenge, there's not a whole lot of greats goats left. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're going to utilize the mercenaries for someone like Horacio, now is the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like they posted on final Alliance, like whether or not it was a shady move or a good move, about sabotaging Horacio. I was like, here you go. It was a super shady move because it was against Horacio and I love Horacio. If it wasn't against Horacio, then it's a brilliant game move. You hate to see it, but you know it needs to be done. It's the equivalent of getting Boss and Rob out in Survivor, or Tyson out in Survivor, or in Big Brother getting Dr. Will, yep. or, yep. or uh, Derek, or Cody out. It's, it's the smart move. And it's the same thing we say about Jordan, CT, Bananas, and Wes. You get them into an elimination because there's a better chance they go home in an elimination than you beat them in a final. I mean, and we see it all the time. Yeah. So like you said, it's a great game move. It's shitty because we're fans. Yeah. But, you know. What? How do you guys? Okay, real quick, though. How do you guys? Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) Haven't done that one Um, in a while, so. (laughs) Yeah. How how do you guys feel about what Arasio said after being nominated when he said that you know, he when TJ asked him and he's like, you know, I'm fine with it. I didn't have a good performance today, so I deserve to go down. H- how did you guys feel about that? Because me personally, I was like, I was a little confused because I was like, what do you mean you didn't have a good performance today? Like your team literally screwed you over. And I, I just I, I don't know. I, I get it. And I know he's like he's like all confidence and, you know, whatever. But it just I was like, no, I don't like no. That's why I wonder if he realizes they screwed him over. Like, he'd still be gracious about it and be like, well, you know, I know I'm going to bring back the 10K and keep it for us. And I might not deserve to be down here, but I'm going to win it for us kind of deal. So that's right. why I'm like, like, I don't know if he realized. Yeah. I mean, here's my thing is I think that Arasio does feel a certain type of way. But he is not mm-hmm. trying to show his true emotion because yeah. he, I don't know if he perceives it as people see it as a weakness if he comes on too strong. And we saw what happened with him and Olivia last season in Rider Dies in that mini final where he kind of got really pissed off and it blew up in his face. Yep. And I think he learned from that. Oh, yeah. I think this is a situation where for TV, it's not the right move. For TV, we need that conflict. And that's where yeah. I'm going to yeah. lead in a little bit later with a a very different view on, well, not a very different view, but a different take on the whole Jay situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to that take, I, would, I did want to go over this ad from Spotify from Podcaster. Just intrusive thought real quick. I listened to the ad and I don't like my part in it. Like I can't say the word success 
I sound just belligerent. I'm really glad that it wasn't my ad because you were like, I just listened to the ad and I was like, what the hell did I do? Because you're like, I didn't like. And I was like, come on, man. It's like the one thing that I've done outside of actually being on the podcast. No, yours is good. I just don't like Karina's part in it is great. I just don't like my delivery. You don't like anything that you do. This is this is podcast imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I could go for some pasta. We're back on Olive Garden. Back I wouldn't to- throw it on the just, ground, though. Yeah, yeah, just don't throw it out the window. Uh, no, I'm married to an Italian. I know better. I'd get fucking murked. I will not go anywhere near your pasta, as a fellow Tony once did. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Bad news bears. <laughs> Maybe that's what that bag is for. It's totally. There you go. It's for it. Yes. Maybe the bag I got from Challenge Mania is supposed to be to put pasta in. So it's if somebody throws it out of a moving vehicle, you can retrieve it unharmed. It actually has a Ziploc on the top, so it's like a good pasta bag. Yeah. It's still good, yeah. <laughs> they should have made it a styrofoam box, just putting that out there. That yeah. would have been funny. Now I yeah. understand. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. we digress. Welcome back from that ad from Spotify for Podcasters. Uh, where we left off was right after the daily. We get back into the house and... Uh, Jay says that Michelle's starting to or is wanting to play it safe and you know he's bored and he wants to go for a big shot and he doesn't give a shit if he hurts Narisa's feelings or not by going after her two guys. It, I think this is the intro of let's portray Jay as the villain as much as possible. Right. Just literally like out of nowhere too though like and mm-hmm. I get it. He said he was bored and whatever but it was just like it just seemed like such a sudden just flip. And then he had a Michelle down. Oh, yeah. He oh, did. my gosh. He learned from the best. Though. No, he didn't. He was just excited. Remember? I don't need pre-workout. The, <laughs> the one, honestly, though, like the one that got me even like obviously before his his. Um, I, what would we call that? I guess a, a, his aggro a, moment. A J down. I don't know. But uh, yeah, his aggro moment um, is. A J down. <laughs> Jesus. In my transitions, <laughs> I'm following. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. You get, uh, you get me. I'm, pi- I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, we're we're in sync. There we go. You shouldn't pick yeah. up what you stepped in, though. <laughs> yeah, that's like stepping in someone's mouth. <laughs> oh, dang oh, it! See what I did there? See what I did? Full circle. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, it's speaking of, you know, Rick's favorite part of the show, um, you know, we go to the club scene and this is where like a lot of the conversations um, happen mm-hmm. that, you know, affect the rest of the episode. And so one of the first ones that ends up happening is Colleen and Jay uh, <laughs> talk. And Colleen is kind of, you know, getting to that place where she's over it. Like she's yeah. been over the the bs with the big alliance for a while now she feels like she's being used and she's just kind of the scapegoat for them uh you know she knows that she's technically like with them but she's at the bottom so if nobody's available from the other alliance she's the first one on everybody's lips so um you know she goes to talk to jay about this and she's like look like if i stick with you and i vote with you where does that put me when it's a girl's day And she's looking for Jay to tell her that he will have her back. And he pretty much tells her, look, if if Raven is not available, it's it's going to be you like I can't do anything more for you. Did you guys like what did you think about this conversation between Colleen and Jay? I mean, what else can he say? Like, it's not the right thing to say, but it's she's not it's not like she's going to believe him saying like, 
no, I'll put you before Maurice, Michelle, Olivia. There was no tact. Tact was not present during the conversation. That's where I'll leave it. For as friendly as he's been all along, it was just like you said, it's that flip that switched in like how cold he was. Just I don't know. It just. I feel like this is this moment right here for me was so big because to me, this is a perfect depiction, a perfect example of what happens when you give your word to too yep. many people, when you have too many yes. friends in the house. Yes. Because he's put he like you guys said, there's there's nothing else he can say. He's in he's in a rock and a hard place right yeah. now, right? Because yeah. either either way, he's screwed. He's either got to tell Colleen, you know, the truth, which is I can't do anything more for you than what we've been doing. Yeah which isn't going to make her happy, or he mm-hmm. has to lie to her, which isn't going to make her happy and could potentially get him in trouble with other people right. if they found out or heard or she told them or whatever. Um, you know, so for me, this was like a big moment because it was like, it, it, this for me was kind of like the beginning of him realizing the weight of everybody that he's aligned with and like really feeling that weight sit on him. I, I agree with Tony. I'm hive minded and I'm not going to go through a full explanation, but you know, it, it's getting to that point in the game where, what do you want me to say? Like we talk five times throughout this whole season and I, you're not my number one. I'll try to protect you when I can, but there's not many people left that I'll choose over you. I mean, right. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, it, I, I will fall back on all reliable lie. Just fucking lie, Jay. You're already lying. Why mm-hmm. not lie some more and just sprinkle that a little bit extra on top? Fuck it. He put her ahead of one other person. He could have said she was higher than Mariah. Yeah, he could have done that. I don't even know where Mariah falls anymore. Yeah, and that's my question, too. Like, where does Mariah fall? And is James like James seems more like he's not even with like Zara yeah. and like the international players anymore. Like he's kind of more just fallen right into this J thing because his new thing is I'm going to let Mariah decide. Like, well, I, it's up to Mariah. I'm going to do whatever she his says. woman, as he says, my woman. He realized that's her, his mill ticket to maybe making it to the final because he wasn't making it any other fucking way. That's true. You know what I mean? He was on a sinking boat and he saw Mariah come by in her fucking buoy and he was like, I'm going to plant <laughs> my fucking flag right here. This is how I'm getting back. The final, popping right up on there. Yeah, and so I mean that's my thing. Uh, I I think the bigger thing is is this next conversation we have because this is where we're seeing everything start to come to a head. Mm, Yeah, and that's where Mm -hmm. you know we get the confessional of Nuri saying you know how sure how uh, hurt she is that uh, her alliance is throwing Arasio in and taking that first shot, and that she may be better off siding with Kylan and Arasio instead of working with Jay Michelle and. I want to know your guys' thoughts. Do you think she'd be better off doing that? Or do you think that's a, that's a bad move and quick way out? I think it's better for her as that's a better alliance for her. But I don't think she can make that move where in addition to being part of the alliance, she's also like part of the Fantastic Four. So she moves that kind of throws everything into a little bit of chaos, which is fine if she's ditching to the other alliance. But I don't know that she doesn't just become like number one target until she's gone. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's a good point, too. I don't know. Honestly, like Nerese, I don't know if it would benefit her to be 
on the outside alliance like that. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, if you think about it, you know, Orasio has got her. He's not going to say her name. Kyland is not going to say her True. name. Right. And then on the other side of it, Jay is not going to say her name. Like Jay has said multiple times that like Narice is like his number one in the house right next to Michelle. You know what I mean? So she comes above Olivia, Raven, Mariah, Zara. Like she comes above almost every other woman in the house except for Michelle. And that's only with Jay for like all the other people. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Like. I think that honestly, Narice would have potential on either alliance. And it just depends on how she would want to play this game. You know, if she goes to the, um, you know, the Orasio Kylan side, she has to be prepared then to perform competitively and, you know, perform at a higher level than what she's been performing so far this season. You know, whereas yeah. if she's kind of just stuck with Jay, but then she's got to be okay with going after her, her man and Kyle, you know, so it's, it's messy. It just depends on what she values more, I guess. I think so. There's two people in that main alliance of, you know, the Americans pretty much and everyone else. Right. And we, I think we all discussed last week that Michelle's like, if you take her out, that's like splitting it right in half. Right. I think you take Narice out of it. You're splitting 75% of it. And it's mm. a hairline away from just snapping. Yep. You know, she's one of the more pivotal players because Olivia's relationship isn't really with Jay. It's with Norris through Jay from what we've seen. Right. Like they're cool, but that's the main relationship. Same with, you know, um, you know, bringing in these outside people like Colleen, like a man. Well, that's where we're kind of seeing these. Um, So I think she's a very pivotal player for that alliance. And then if that Fantastic Four blows up, that's everybody's game because she'll turn around and Mm -hmm. she'll go. We were all in an alliance, and all of a sudden, Michelle, Jay, and Asaf are on the outs at that yeah. point. Everybody knows that there was an alliance within an alliance, and we've seen in Big Brother how that'll break something right away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's actually, that's a really good point. I didn't really think about how big of a fracture it would, ca- it would cause to that alliance if Narice left. It's a good point. Yeah, it was just my time to use the brain. Even with the... Fantastic. Wait, what is it? The Fantastic Four? Yeah. Uh, even with those people, you don't think there's a hierarchy of who they would pick first over who they would pick last? Like, you can't tell me that Asaf isn't going to be last. Like, he's the first to go in that alliance, if you ask me. It's between him and Norris, in my opinion, because yeah. I think Jay's connection to Asaf is closer than anyone else. But Michelle views Jay as her closest connection. And I think Jay's the the pivot yeah. point in that alliance more than anybody. Oh, absolutely. And that's actually a really good point because, you know, talking about Jay, you know, having kind of Michelle and Narice as his number ones, like what would happen if he had to choose between those two? I think this episode pushes him further away from Narice, honestly. I, and especially... Especially after yeah. these next couple conversations. Now, yeah. this the scene in the club is where I'm not a fan of Jay at all. Um, the later interaction doesn't bother me as much, but him talking to Olivia yeah. and like I got the feeling like he's gaslighting her he here. Get, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I didn't like that at all. I feel like he's stirring the. I was just. I feel like he's stirring the pot too. Like I just wonder how much of her would she be as question of questionable? That's not a. That's not a word. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. 
<laughs> gone now. Um, I oh god, I lost it now. I'm sorry about Olivia questioning a lot more about Horacio. Oh, thank you, Jesus Christ. I don't think that she'd be questioning as much. Jay wasn't chirping in her ear saying, oh, yeah, like if she wasn't going to Jay saying, oh, I'm feeling this way because I don't know if he's with me. Jay doesn't want Horacio in the game. So he's like, mwahaha. She had a conversation with Berna, too. And Berna was like, well, if it wasn't for you. No, that's absolutely right. And and, and I'm sorry. What I was going to say real quick is it brings back to me the interview we had with Nelson where he's like, you don't want to show vulnerability around these people because some of these people don't give a fuck about you and they're going to take it and twist you up in that. And that's what Jay's doing. And this is my biggest gripe with this whole Olivia Orasio thing. She can go tell Jay how she's feeling, but she can't go tell fucking Orasio how she's feeling. And that's where I'm saying it's a two way street. And yes, Orasio's in the wrong too, but Olivia's fine telling everyone else in the, in the house how she feels, but she can't tell Orasio how she feels. And that's my biggest problem with it. Everybody's weaponizing it. Like, Berna is weaponizing mm-hmm. it. Jay's mm-hmm. weaponizing it. Like, mm-hmm. everybody is taking every opportunity to take shots at Orasio because nobody wants Orasio in the final. And to do that, at this point, the easiest way that they can is to weaponize Olivia against Orasio because then it's one less voice saying, I'm not saying Orasio's name. So, like, I don't, I'm not a fan of it either because I like Olivia and Horacio and I get that they need to work their shit out. But, like, it would be a lot less to work out if it wasn't for everybody basically hyping up Olivia's need for reassurance by saying, like, yeah, if he's not talking to you, then he doesn't give a shit. Where even us as fans know that Horacio isn't the type to constantly check in. He's the type to like have the conversation. His word is his bond and then move on. So like it's, it's not a good look. So I want to pose a question real quick. Cause I, this just kind of just popped into my head while we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jay is pushing so hard on this Olivia situation with Horacio trying to create that, that, you know, split in their relationship? Because he realizes that Orasio with Kylan, Narice, and Olivia is a tough fucking four to beat in anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jay yeah. is smart. smart. Like, that's the thing is that Jay is very smart and he's calculated and he has strategy. So, like, I find it very hard to believe that anything Jay really does in this house, like, that is related to the game is not on purpose. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head a combination of four different competitors in the house that I would choose over them. And maybe Jay, Emmanuel, Mariah and Zara, but those connections aren't happening to right. create that yeah. type of alliance to compete against Horacio, yeah. Kylan, Narice and Olivia, you know? So it's yeah. it, just something that I was thinking about. Um, this is where the drama starts happening. And this is uh, <sighs> where Narice grabs Jay, Olivia, and Michelle and, and look, she's, Piss, like we said earlier. She goes off. Like she's she confronts all of them, like pretty loud too, like publicly there at yeah. the little club. Like Horacio <laughs> sitting literally one table just, away, just listening into everything. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Could they hear like the glass was right there? The not when they were sitting on the other side of the glass, but when there's <gasps> Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Black. Okay. Yeah. And they were all sitting at that little circle mm-hmm. table. So I'm I'm curious, what did you guys think about 
Nerese approaching the situation like this. I loved it. Like a bull in a china shop. It was perfect. Did you? I fucking like <laughs> this is what the challenge is about. Like, what the fuck? Do you tell me what's going on? Like, this is what we uh-huh. watch it yeah, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I also think maybe her anger management <laughs> don't approach situations like this. <laughs> Basically walking into a ball of fire. Just being like, I'm going to blow this shit up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I did feel like that everything she brought up, like Jay and Michelle didn't really have an answer yeah. to. Like they were trying to just but I love more it. gaslight. And, and that's not going to work on Narice the way it works on Olivia. No, uh-huh. absolutely not. You know? And well, and like you said, she she brought up good points. She's like, look, look how many times Orasio's won. Yeah. And he's literally mm-hmm. never your names were never even an option. Yeah. But the first time you guys get power, you guys are going to throw him in. You mm-hmm. know, and, and so I mean, I, I don't I can't blame her. I loved it as a mm-hmm. fan. I loved it. It was so great to finally see somebody call these people out for their shit and be like, what the fuck is really going on? Yeah. Game wise strategy in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the greatest way to approach this. And it was like totally flipped from how she's been handling this situation because she's been keeping it so calm and cool. Like all this crap with Olivia Um, You know, she's been keeping it calm, keeping it cool, keeping the information inside, just using it to help her decide what move to make next. But it was like she snapped in this moment. As soon as Arasio was in trouble, it was like she saw red and she didn't care anymore. And she let it all fly. That's her man. Yeah. And like I said, as a fan, loved it. Game move wise. I mean, she might still be fine, though, because she's got such a great position in the house. So I don't know. Like. I'm here for it. My big thing that I just realized when you were talking was so I've clearly put a lot of thought to this. <laughs> she started to get loud with Michelle, with Jay, with Olivia in that room that Horacio's right here. She's having that conversation about the fact that he has never said their names, but they are very quick to say his name. And it's from that conversation. That Horacio comes over and is like, look, Olivia, we need to talk. We need to squash this now. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised because as much as Jay is calculated, Norris is calculated. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if she has that conversation right there, right now with those specific people so that Horacio hears her and hears what he's saying and who he's saying it to and is like, look, this is why we had this conversation at the start of the episode. <laughs> These are the people you need to have those conversations with because right now they are super comfortable with saying your name. Right. Yeah. And she was 100 percent signal calling for him. Yeah. 100 percent. And look, the the point that really drove it home for me, and I think this is the one that I was really kind of referencing and saying that Jay and Michelle didn't have an answer is like Orasio's won more than both of them. Mm -hmm. And never once has their name came up. Yeah. And Olivia keeps talking about like, well, you know, he, he doesn't have my back. And it's like, he's won more than you. And your name has literally never come up before this episode. Or I'm sorry, before last episode, when Ed and Arasio won and they shot that shit down right away. And we're like, nope, this is who we're voting yeah. in. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like everything that, that Olivia is being told from Jay and Michelle is just to create that split, that divide. Mm-hmm. And she's just not seeing it right now, at least in my opinion. That's how I'm reading it. No, I agree. 
I agree. So, in like you said, Orazio grabs Olivia. They have the conversation. Um, nothing really great happens out of it, except for you see Orazio fall on the sword again, which is don't ruin your game over this, yeah. uh, over this week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's my theme with Orazio is I think as much as he doesn't say anything, you know where his intentions are when he's already up to bat and he's telling you, don't ruin your fucking game this week for yeah. me. I will be fine. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I do respect that about him. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, so the next part we get uh, Kylan, Colleen and uh, Zaza talk and they want to try to mm. pull a Manuel, Asaf, James to their side to send Jay in. And two out of those three, are, it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. I was like, like, again, this moment, I literally wrote this note down just because, again, in this moment, it's like, how does nobody know how close Jay and Asaf are? I just, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Because they're not homework official. Should be listening to our podcast, like I said. But Asaf, did you guys even, did you guys hear during the daily, Asaf yells like, go Uncle yeah. Jay. Nobody caught that? Several times. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because of his kid and yeah. probably uh-huh. and his Jay's yeah. his kids yeah. and that's but that's still kind of weird. I don't know. It's just <laughs> well, like, I did, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I guess you know, I'd probably say that about my nephew or my whoever. About never mind. <laughs> Thank you for coming along on this journey. Words are really hard today. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's kind of like Corey and Nelson, but everybody knew Corey and Nelson were boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had a whole fucking mm-hmm. right. TYB and all of that. But after uh, the club, we get back to the house and Colleen goes and talks with Jay, Michelle and Emmanuel uh, when Mariah walks in and says James told her that Kylan is saying he has the numbers to get Jay in <laughs> and Jay says he's fine and then immediately starts having a Michelle down. Like, really, they should make a beanie from the stay local <laughs> line that says Michelle down on it. It's it's um, did they not? Is that not where it came from? I or doubt it came from, from. I don't think it came from Stalo. It might have. I don't know. I don't know I don't where. Know. Yeah, we, Tori does have a Michelle down, but I think it's that's challenge gear. Maybe I heard Michelle in the background saying like it's the one and only there is or something. So I was wondering. I don't know if it's actual merch. It could just be something she yeah. got made for herself or something. Yeah, but I did see the hat that was or the beanie. It was cute. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, freaking Jay absolutely like just goes into aggressive mode the second he hears that Kylan's trying to, uh, you know, say his name, which again, I think this is another moment for me, uh, like the Norris one where like as a fan, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. I want to watch this shit blow the fuck up. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Drop the bombs, Jay. Drop the bombs. Uh, game wise, prom- probably not, probably not the best way to handle that. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like at this point in the game, like it's like, fuck it. Right. Yeah. Do you have to lose? You already know where the sides are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I was not a fan of how he handled this situation yeah. just because it's like, look, dude, you've been running the house this whole time. So what people are doing to you right now, you've literally been doing to everybody here and a bunch of people gone already the whole goddamn time. <laughs> You can dish it, but you just can't take it. Yeah, it was strange, too, because, like, there's elements of it that is very much the Jay that you see, like, on Instagram, stuff yeah. like that. Like, very much jovial and just being a shithead and poking the bear as much as possible. But then there are other, like, glimmers of it where I was like, look, 
I'm obviously a fan of Jay's. I'm wearing a Stay Loco hat. There's a sticker behind me. But sometimes it is hard to be fully in support of every move that everyone makes. And that's why we have a podcast. Oh, yeah. I think we all love some controversial <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. We've, we all have a checkered past of sorts. Um, so, like, the the jokey side of it and, like, when he's getting the votes and he's just like, perfect, thanks, awesome, thank you. And when he's having fun with it, love it. Like, that's what I like about Jay is he's been the underdog for so long that he's just like, fuck it, whatever. But the moments where he's like, wait a minute, I'm in the main alliance. This is further than I've been before. The final is potentially in sight. I could actually get to the final and do some damage where he gets like super serious. And you can see those moments where he drops into it and it's really uncomfortable to watch. And then he goes back to like normal Jay and it's enjoyable. But yeah, like the conversation with Norris, I wasn't a super big fan of the like, I'm not yelling. Why are you yelling conversation? And then elements of this conversation with Kyland, basically I was, ex- I would expect Jay to act the way that Kyland is acting more so than the way that Jay was in this scene. So here's what I like. And this is just my assessment from the edit I've seen of Jay. And, and with that being said, I know they can edit Jay to look and anyone else to look however they want. They can show any one of their emotions and portray him only as that person this season. Right. But from this edit, it's I'm getting the read that he's gaslighting people as much as he can to tell them how safe they are, how good they are. And when he can't gaslight somebody like Kyland or Narice. He falls back into this aggressive, over-the-top kind of, as Kylan called it, an aggro move. Um, and to me, that's what we see because he's actively getting pissed off. Somebody doesn't start just bouncing their legs and shaking and clenching their jaw when they're not fucking having mm-hmm. an emotional response to something. And that's right. very clearly what he was having. Um, and, you know, he just, like you said, he doesn't like, the table's being turned on him. No, absolutely not. But I also want to say, with all of that being said, um, I would like to acknowledge the fact that we have interviewed Jay before. We have a Challengers Unplugged. Oh, I'll I link, love Jay. I'll, I'll, I'll link it down in the comments. Uh, I'll link it down in the description <laughs> below um, for anyone who hasn't heard it and might want to check it out. But I also want to acknowledge the fact that, yes, I do think this was an authentic emotional reaction. However, Jay is a showman and Mm -hmm. he very much knows he's making a TV show and he very much loves dramatic moments and he loves (laughs) movies and dramatic shit like that. And he has a very imaginative mind. Um, So if you haven't heard the clip where Jay talks about his imagination running wild um, (laughs) when he sent Jordan down to elimination with uh, Laurel. Uh, right when they, that was when yeah. they went against yeah. Laurel yeah. on uh, what was that? Um, Rider dies. Rider dies. Thank you. Definitely go listen. It it to me it shows a lot about. Like I said, I think that it was a very authentic reaction, but the fact that Jay was willing to put it out there to me, it's like I think he was also very aware that he was making TV for the fans in that moment. So, oh, a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. and that's why it's I I'm 
I wanted to preface it with the fact that it's not indicative to who Jay is. No. It's indicative to what the edit of Jay is this season. Right. Because the conversations we have with Jay yeah. are, are phenomenal. He's a great guy. Um, Love him. And completely understandable why Aesop would want him to be his father or his son's godfather. godfather yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I almost mixed that. Why he would want his father to be his godson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, loved, loved watching it as a fan. Yes. Probably not the greatest move uh, in the game, um, but it was highly entertaining. And I, 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 appreciate, it. I appreciate it for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the last few things I'll bring up about the house before we get into nominations is low key. I think Corey is playing one of the best games socially in this house. Outside of the Michelle, or I'm not sorry, the Melissa and Big T situation. Yeah. Right. Because he fucking saves Jay's ass right here, going and having that conversation with Colleen and Berna, mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, I get where you're feeling on this, but it's better to be at the bottom of an alliance that's winning than in an alliance that's getting picked off yep. one by one, which is very accurate. And he sways this vote. Yeah. And well, and he tells her, you know, and it, it, he, it wasn't even like a, let me sway you to stay with this alliance. Like he, he compromised the, the moment with her, right? He was like, look, stay with the big alliance until you get through chaos because you have no idea what's going to happen. And it's better to be aligned there and be towards the bottom yep. than to literally be the bottom when these yep. mercenaries are coming in. Um, you know, and then once we get through chaos, you know, and the numbers dwindle down a little bit, break off and, and do your own thing. Like, so he, he gave her solid advice, um, but at the same time, saved Jay mm-hmm. and, you know, completely flipped this vote because it really looked like Jay might have been sent in. If like Colleen and all mm-hmm. of them had actually flipped over and voted the other way, there was a chance. Yeah. It, it was real close. Looking at the elimination, Jay could have potentially done really well, given his skill set in that specific elimination. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. could have gone very south if it would have been something that catered to Brad and he had any sleep and not jet lag. Right. I just want to say everybody's really lucky because I'm, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm about 99.9% positive that Derek K got the call and turned this down. And he would have <sighs> murdered just about yeah. anyone in that fucking elimination. Yeah. Oh, he would have done so good. So I know I was told what happened. So this specific challenge mania was not recorded. Uh, I think the place that they had it just didn't have the capability. But he had said that he did get the call very short notice. And it for them to get their like background check done. So like they had to go through all of Derek's everything from the last time he was on the challenge until now. Like his social media, his everything. So he didn't get all of that completed time that he needed to go. And he was technically already like out of state doing something else. But yeah, he did mention that he was supposed to be there, got a last minute phone call. But I don't know, I guess it was just easier to screen Brad than it was to screen. And he also mentioned like you have to get a physical and you have to do this and you have to do that. Like they have to be screened. So he was away and couldn't get any of that stuff done at the time. That's interesting. That is really interesting. Huh? Yeah. Um, it, it, honestly, like when we said that Derek was called, that was pure speculation because I couldn't imagine 
Like nothing against Brad, but I can't imagine the challenge calling Brad, but not calling DK. Like that would be insanity in my opinion. So, but so it's cool to know that that actually did, did happen. That sucks that Mm -hmm. it was, he couldn't, you know, make it work because that would have been awesome. Funny just to know that, that they were like frantically trying to find somebody after bananas had a little bit about it. (laughs) When bananas split. Yeah. (laughs) CT, can you do two eliminations? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so one last thing I want to ask about about this portion is uh, we see Narice and Jay having a conversation and it's more of a heart to heart about how she's feeling in mm-hmm. this whole situation, what she's going to do. And, you know, do I vote for Kylan, who's like my number one or, you know, and you're the only other person really getting named and you're my other number one. She's got three of them. Or is it better for her to burn vote? And I was wondering what you guys think. Is it a better move for her to burn or she she call someone's name? I would burn. I say call somebody's name. I want her to call someone's name. I just want the drama. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. What about what do you think, Alexis? Everybody has to pick. You got to pick at some point. But also I could see her. I could see her burning a vote. If she was put in that situation, I bet everybody else was thinking that she was going to. Yeah, I think like personally, like if it was me in the game and I'm looking at it from a game aspect, yeah, I'm I'm going to burn. I'm not going to say either one of their names because, you know, and, and we already know that she wasn't because she said before, like literally, what was it last episode where she was like, I'm with, you know, I, I'm with Kylan and Horacio and blah, blah, blah. But I'm also like came in with like yeah. Jay and Michelle and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to pick. So, you know, like her burn voting was always an option in my mind. And, you know, I don't blame her. But as a fan, no, I would have loved <laughs> to see her make a fucking choice. <laughs> 100%. Like, and you know what? Honestly, I think if Colleen doesn't flip and vote for Kylan, there's a good chance she might vote Jay right there. Maybe. I think it, it increases the odds of her doing so. Yeah. Um. Did anybody else notice in, when they were going into nominations that there was a transition shot and the shot showed Horacio and Kylan walking in their elimination outfits? <laughs> production, dude. Yeah, they grabbed a oh clip of them God. leaving the house to go to elimination and clipped it over the nomination ceremony. So like, it was like they gave it away. I mean, which they gave away in the first 10 minutes of the show yeah. with only Kylan and Horacio doing shit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we knew, you know, they're lovely. They're the, you know what? No, we're going to flip this to a pie. The, the one thing that the production does amazing on this job is on the show is the foreshadowing. hundred okay? percent. They, they are better. Top notch on the foreshadowing yeah. aspect. You know what I mean? They are great at that. Literally this entire episode, I was sitting there saying to say, Oh, our boy's going home. Our boy's going home. Because, you know, we met Kylan. So now we're just like going to ride for him. And I'm like, oh, man, like he didn't even say anything. Like he, he's about to go home. He didn't even tell us. Like I was just hoping maybe we made him feel good. And if he goes home, at least he he still got some new fans. out here. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Horacio's speech, knight in shining armor, you know, I, I deserve to go down there. I'm ready to go down there, save the money that I'm going to win, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I did. I think the most interesting thing, we, obviously, we we get Jay voted by Horacio, Zara, uh, Kylan, Raven, and then it gets to Colleen and she votes Kylan and that starts the windfall after Narice does burn vote for a man. Well, yeah. Um, 
But I think the interesting thing, actually, never mind. I just, poof. Words just are hard. lost it. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm rubbing off on you. I do have a question. Just if anybody noticed it. When, like, so Jay says, obviously, it's bet- like, I've heard Kylan's name. I've heard my name. Like, it's between the two of us. And Kylan's like, there are five guys here. Do you not just imagine that, like, everybody else is like, dude, shut up. It's between you two. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Leave 100%. us alone. Leave us out of this. But he's just like, by the way, <laughs> there are other people. Yeah, but that needed to be said. And Raven did say something about that earlier when Jay was running around to everybody. And she was like, we need to play yeah. this game. Like, we can all have our own voice. We can all vote for who we want to vote for. I'm like, yes, girl. Oh, I love her. So we finally got it back. Um, <laughs> <Came> back. <laughs> so what I was trying to get to was the fact that, you know, after calling it's it's Narice and Narice is like, I'm obviously in a fucked position. She's really struggling. Mm-hmm. And you just hear Horacio say, don't ruin your fucking game yeah. over this. Yeah. yeah. I'm paraphrasing. That's probably not exactly what uh-huh. he said. He said, uh, don't jeopardize your game. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he doesn't swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like once again, I think this shows, you know, Arasio's integrity that yeah. he knows what the situation is as soon as Colleen's yeah. vote went. Yeah. And just said, Don't fuck yourself over this. There's nothing you're gonna do that's gonna change it. Yeah. And that's why I think Arasio might not have the best social game, but he has a good strategic game. Totally. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He yeah. reads the game well. Yeah. That's, um, a good, that's a good point. He needs to flesh out his alliance. He's got two or three every season. Yeah, exactly. And and so we end up, the votes end up breaking down where Kylan's going in. So we're getting a Rossio Kylan going in against a Mark. And it pretty much, pretty much gets right to it. And, you know, we go through the whole rigmarole. And this is like the first time in like six weeks that TJ hasn't called this person the go. He calls him a legend. Yeah, a legend. Yeah. Um, which he mm-hmm. absolutely is yeah. and brings out Brad. And just like we said, the audience cheering was a lot less than it was from Laurel or Kara, mm-hmm. um, except for Kyland and Jay. They were like, and Narice, uh-huh. they were like the only ones that knew who it was. Um, I was surprised that there was no leather bracelet, Alexis. I yeah. was really looking for it because it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense to have been Kara too. Uh, <laughs> it does it really does the more you think about it um and the elimination we find out is going to be called what's going down which i fucking love the name of yep. this mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. being honest b-rad gets to uh choose which uh which poll he's going to pull out and instead of going for the middle one which we know is the one you go for yeah he what goes, is that brad what yeah, is that you, you should have known should have kn- no i'm joking um <laughs> But he pulls and it ends up being Kylan and they're playing basically a rendition of what Zach and Trey lost in Rivals 2. Yep. Woo! (laughs) Look at you. Good job, Rick. Good job. Hive mine. Original (laughs) hive mine. Oh my God. We're not. You got in sync now. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. We're hive mine. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, What it was. Oh, um, so. The interesting thing I thought about, I noticed about this is that how upset Arasio was that Brad pulled Kylan's name and not his. Like he was uh-huh. like, you could yeah. it, like it fucking really ate at him. He really wanted to go in. He was he wants so, to compete. 
He was so disappointed. Yeah. Like, he was so disappointed. He wanted to go in there against Brad. And, yeah, poor guy. <laughs> you know what? It, just out of curiosity, was anybody else disappointed that we didn't get any of the clips like this one? No, we this! Or this? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son, but you know what? Don't ever put your hands in my underwear. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. Oh, shit. But don't ever put your hands on my fucking underwear. Um, (laughs) It was so good. So good. It was. was. I mean, yeah, it was was great. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. Shocked it was not in the the rewind thing. Like, what? The one main difference in this elimination compared to what they did in Rivals 2 was they had to move yoga balls all the way up to the top and put them in sequential order 10 to 1, mm-hmm. um, even though they kept saying 1 to 10, which was inaccurate. Well, I think 1 to 10, top well, to bottom. That would signify you put 1 in first, then you count up. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, agree to disagree or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably, it, it wasn't in TJ's voiceover, so I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... What I wanted to kind of get into on this was obviously from our experience seeing Brad, it didn't seem like he was quite up to par, but you have heard like there was some extreme. He he did an interview. Um, He did a little interview. I can't remember exactly who it's with, but I will find it and I will link it down in the description. Um, But it was like EW or like something, something like that. Um, But anyway, yeah, apparently he literally had like 24 hours to like, like notice of like, okay, pack, get on the plane and be here, blah, blah, blah. Like he did not have very much time. um, And then, you know, got on the plane, got there and pretty much was taken straight to elimination from there. Um, He had said something like, you know, he in his mind, he thought like he'd be landing and then he'd go like chill at the hotel, maybe take a nap, have some food, whatever. And then like, you know, take a shower, whatever, and then head down to elimination. But it was not like that at all. It was pretty much like landed and then freaking got taken straight to the arena and expected to just compete like that. So he was extremely jet lagged, you know, super tired, hungry, you know, just I feel I feel bad because I'm like, OK, so has this yeah. was this was this just because. Of the late notice for Brad or have all so. the mercenaries been being rushed in and rushed out like this? No, because I've heard multiple different mercenaries say that they were staying at a hotel and would see someone yeah. passing and like they knew. who. Well, the maybe after. Were. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, do they fly in like the day before? Do they literally fly them in like the day of oh. and then just straight to the LM, you know? I don't know. I just feel like that's such a I think this was because of the circumstances yeah. with bananas canceling. It's still not like it's not fair, but so was bananas there or not? Like, was he ever there? No, I I, for, I think he was filming House of Villains as it was happening. Okay, That's my other thing. Like, everybody keeps saying he wasn't filming and that the reason that he canceled was because of Mariah and he's so heartbroken and whatever. But like, I just I find that hard to, to believe that bananas wouldn't take that. He's heartbroken. No, just <laughs> that he wouldn't take advantage of a moment like that. Yeah. I heard that he was actually hurt, like physically. Probably had to move some cinder blocks and hurt his back. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I know that it was like a last minute scramble, but I wasn't sure what. All we know is that he was supposed to be there and he didn't show up. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just to be honest, Kylan smashes Brad at this. Like, Every, everything really from the jump of uh-huh. moving two of the slats at once instead of 
Brad moving one slot to get down to the next level to staging the balls in the correct order so he could just hop down, grab them, and fucking go back up as quickly as possible. That was smart. Yeah, I, I mean, that. towards the end, it looked like he went from like being one ball up to about like three mm-hmm. towards the end, three to four. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love at the end. I think end. he ended two above Brad. I think it was I like so eight too. to ten or something like that. Maybe. And but it, yeah. But he did fall behind for a while there, like Brad did. And then yeah. he caught up mm-hmm. a little bit. But it just, you know. I did love what Kylan said right as he was putting the last ball in for the win. He goes, this one's for you, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the petty. I really do. Yep. Kylan brings it. (laughs) It was the Jordan move from when Jay threw Jordan in and Jordan pointed up at him and was like, isn't Uh that literally what he said? Something along the same lines? Kylan listened to the Unplugged. He probably did because he does his homework. He He does. I also just want to mention Kylan is super tall. Like, I don't know that it really transfers seeing him in person. Like, he's a big guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got some muscles. My husband was like, <laughs> that he knew that. I was like, I mean, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> but also, Olivia, Olivia told me my husband was hot. So I'm like, who's the real competition? That's fucking hilarious. I love that. That's awesome, yeah, honestly. I love that so much. <laughs> um, did anybody else know was catch that it was Kylan's birthday when he won when the he elimination? Beat, yeah, just nobody says anything. I so I listened to MTV and he said that they like waited up on the top of the thing because I guess it was the following day that was his birthday, oh, like the day yeah. after the elimination. But they were mm. there so late oh. that they called him out. And like, I, I don't I can't remember if he said they sang to him. Also, it was going so fast during this elimination. The camera guy was like, dude, it was hard for me to keep up with you. Wow. I was like, that's wow. nuts. He was moving. Like once mm. he got those slats open, he was it reminded me of the you guys remember when uh, Bamber and Chauncey had to do that. That one mm-hmm. same Dang. idea type thing on Ride or Dies. Yeah. And yes. that part where Bamber just foot, 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 <laughs> like straight down uh-huh. pretty much. That's yep. exactly what it reminded me of. He's grown on me a lot. Like, I remember when I first started with you guys, I was like, I don't know how I feel about him. And I, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it was his relationship that was hindering him with my lack of opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, to me, he's a rookie because I know he did USA one, but this is a real season of the challenge where you're not yeah. getting partnered with someone every other week yeah. that you don't have any relationship with. It's a, it's a traditional season and he's rookie of the year by far. Like yep. he is playing one of the better games. Um, mm-hmm. I think the only thing he really needs to kind of put some work into is maybe his social game a little bit. Um, I know he is neurodivergent, so that does add a little bit of difficulty to that. Mm-hmm. But even with that being said, he's playing a phenomenal game. And he like like we've all said, he's he really is a student of the challenge. And it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, I actually like as soon as this episode finished, I sent him a message on Instagram. I was like, look, you are playing a fantastic game. Like every element mm-hmm. is in check. And the fact that he comes in being so analytical, but mm-hmm. also knowing this much about the challenge. It's what the fans have like always said that they wish new players yeah. did was either they were fans of the game to begin with or that they at least did their homework. And he's both. So like 
you look at that and then you factor in how much of an absolute wrecking ball he is. Like, I'm more than happy to have him be a mainstay alongside Zara. Yeah, well, I agree. Agreed. I, uh, I saw a post where someone was complaining about, like, I'm so sick of hearing about him talk about how much he watches and studies the challenge. And, like, I come in, I was like, so you much preferred Gabo not knowing who TJ was? Like, come right? on, dude, let's yeah. stop playing games. You're complaining about somebody knowing the show that you're watching and complaining about knowing the show. Yeah, yeah I so appreciate that he does. Me too. 100%. Me yeah. too. And in fact, you know what? I'm just going to use that to just lead right in. I am giving Kylan my MVP. It, yeah. I don't even have an honorable mention this week. It all goes to Kylan for everything from his petty little comments to, you know, just yep. his his willingness to stir the pot in the house to, you know, just absolutely wrecking this elimination, like all of it. Just happy birthday, Kylan. That was awesome. And MVP. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, the only runner up I would have would be all of what was it? Team two that ended up winning or, mm-hmm. you know, the, that won the daily. They all did an amazing job. I don't know what team they were, but Ed, Corey, Berna and Olivia. So. But yeah, no, for sure. Kylan's MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote the birthday boy. So no honorable yeah. mention, just Kylan straight up. I agree. 100%. Kylan would have been my MVP, even if he wasn't a big part of this episode, just because we met him. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And um, I do want to, I want to give an honorable mention to Brad Shue because it came off elimination. He didn't have his croc in sport mode. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. You're so convinced they're crocs. We're going to figure this out, guys. We're going to figure this out. So, okay. Before we completely wrap this up, and I have a couple questions for Alexis about her mania event, and then we'll get everybody Ooh, out of here. But cool. um, we see the season or the episode preview, and guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Yeah. CT's back. Tell your friends. How do I not? I don't have anything on here, do I? Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, I do. Just stop playing. Yeah. Lock, load, explode. Choo, choo. <laughs> or this one. I will smash his head and eat it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. A, on a scale of one to holy shit, how excited are you <laughs> that that man right there is going to be back? Yeah, yeah. That I'm, face. I'm holy shit, if not even a little bit above that. Yeah. Not only that. He's coming back on a mini final. Like it's going to be a good episode <laughs> all around. Plus the, f- I'm so the first, at least first two, I think episodes of the traders are airing the night that we record. So CT's yeah. back all over the place. I think it's three episodes. We have them everywhere. No, there is three. I started, I started watching it right before we started recording and there's three, which yeah. I didn't know. So I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. We're watching tomorrow. Yeah, I think we're going to try to maybe get an episode in tonight and then watch the rest tomorrow. And then we'll have a little conversation. We're not going to recap the show, but we'll have a little 10 minute conversation about next week. Yeah, I was going to say we'll be for anyone out there listening. We will be kind of talking about traders, but we're not going to be like recapping it. Um, But we will be kind of talking about it. But I will make sure that I like put timestamps down there. So, you know, if you're not like at that point or whatever, you can just skip over us talking about traders. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so that pretty much wraps up this episode i know we're all excited as hell for ct to come back and see how that breaks down if he walks in carrying chaos or if he pulls it um but with and we're gonna have a special guest next week to recap that um mr alex brazard from the circle will be joining us and two dudes watch cartoons or two guys watch cartoons 
cartoons sometimes. <laughs> um. Anyways, two dudes watch two tar- two cartoons. Two cartoons. Two cartoons. Two cartoons. Guys, wait! I had a line of the night. I have a line of the night. Oh, so do I actually. And unexpected. Sorry, I cu- I had to because I have it in bold. <laughs> <laughs> it was so silly, but when Jay was running around after it had all calmed down, Michelle was asking Horacio what was happening. <laughs> And Horacio so quietly was like, Michelle, there's a lot of people president. I laughed so hard and it was so quiet and it just like skirted right past. I'm like, oh, mm. look at it. He's funny. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's funny. I caught another one that was, if it would be completely like a non comment if it came from anyone else, but it came from Michelle of all people. When they're in that conversation where Mariah comes in and says that Kylan's been saying he's got the numbers for Jay. And Michelle goes, look, everybody, the more frantic we get, the more chaotic it's going to get. Okay, voice of reason, who had a complete (laughs) meltdown two episodes ago and one episode ago and three episodes ago. I love Michelle. Pot meat kettle. Right. That's me. Did you have a line in the night? No. Mine, mine's what I said earlier. It's Michelle doing the best dolphin impression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Yeah, that's mine. That's, that's the best, best thing that I saw on this episode. Probably I loved it. So, uh, and real quick, I'm sorry. Yeah. Before you close out, um, while we're talking about our guests, like you said, Alex will be on our next recap. Um, and then shortly after that, we will be releasing a Challengers Unplugged, and this one is going to be with Mr. Xavier Prather. From so, Big Brother from Reindeer Games. Big Brother 23, Big Brother Reindeer Games, uh, Challenge USA 1. Um, just overall, super cool dude. Absolutely love him. He's yeah. had a really interesting life, um, and he's funny as hell. So make Fuck sure yeah. you guys check, tune in. There is a, there, uh, it, like, we, uh, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. We talked to him for like four hours. So there is tons of fucking content in this Unplugged. Um, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, keep an eye out for that, I believe. That will be releasing on like the 24th is what I have it scheduled for. I think I trying to well, we'll see trying to see my calendar, but it'll be somewhere <laughs> around there somewhere around the, the last week of uh, of January. So yeah. keep your eyes out for that. Lastly, before we go, Alexis, would you like to tell us about your your mania a- adventure? Yes, it was an adventure. It always feels that way. It's just so much, so much. It takes me like two days to decompress afterwards because I'm just like, it was really good. We got to sit really close. I also just have like no shame when I'm going to these things. Like I'll get (laughs) on my knees and skirt over to the front and take a picture right in front of people. I like, I am that person, but I was moving all around. I mean, I mean, people noticed me moving around and they noticed my shirt. They heard me talking to people. I mean, one of the guys looked so familiar. I might have. I might have seen him in Nashville before, but he um, he asked me for a photo and that was really cool. He said that he are long form episodes because he drives a lot and he likes to listen to them on his drives. We are perfect for long drives. Yeah, I was like, that, that's how I started listening. It was really cool. Um, they do like a V after the show. So Everybody with VIP got posters to sign and you basically just wait in line at each different person to get them to sign it. But 
honestly, like I said, I have no shame. So I'm not going to leave until they make me leave. So we're just hanging out, like I get my stuff signed and then I'm going to leave. I'm like, bye. So we were like the last people in there just shooting the shit. And <laughs> I was like over talking to Pierre and then Kyland had no one else in his line. He was done. So he hopped in line <laughs> with my husband and just started talking to Sam for the line for Derek. So, I mean, he sat and talked to Sam for like 15 or 20 minutes. And at that moment, I was like, yeah, you're going to be one of our favorites now because that's how it happened with Josh. Like, Josh was just such a nice person. Not that all of those people aren't, but like, got his own thing going on, you know, like, like Devin needed to go outside and smoke a cig. He was <laughs> like he was feeling it. And Kylan was just super friendly and super down to just sit there and hang out with us. So it was cool. That's so awesome. Nice. I love yeah. that. That's I love so that. Cool. I mean, and it's it's such a cool experience to be able to meet them on like really almost like a one to one basis where you get to see who they actually are when they're interacting with people instead of like an edit. So yeah. Super jelly, super grape jelly. It felt that way. And especially with Olivia, too, like, so, Tony, the girl from Canada, she, her and her mom flew in and they had brought bags on the lineup. So in the bags, it had things that we don't have in America that are from Canada. So like they had different things for different people. So uh, Olivia was just like eating this bag of all dressed chips, which is like all the things oh, I all love the flavors on one chip. It was good. She let me eat some of her chips. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go with my friend. Like, (laughs) like, like, I don't care what you do in the rest of this season. I'm riding for you too. (laughs) And then she she was like, okay, give me your, like, she handed me your phone and was like, give me your Instagram name. And I'm like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) I had somebody else taking pictures, like the girl behind me in line taking pictures while I was there. And you could just see it on my face, like, she handed me her phone i'm like oh my god you're following me oh my gosh that's so cool i love that dude that's awesome i'm so glad you had such a good time that's awesome so real quick about olivia i did notice like on the social media they were out in indianapolis at night and it looked relatively cold by what everybody else was wearing and she was out there in like shorts and a t-shirt she's from alaska i was like this woman she's from alaska she's wearing a like a spaghetti strap and it was also the first time it had snowed. She's like, this is lovely summer weather. Crazy girl, you crazy. Right? <laughs> it's also just interesting when they when they come to your city, because I'm like, girl, it is late. You do not need to be in Indianapolis at night. I just can't believe they don't have bodyguards. I'm like, with no bodyguards, like, I know this is a vacation for you guys, but like, this is not the best city to be in. This is a safe man. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they had Darrell. So that's, uh, that's, Brad knows about Darrell. Not the worst person to have with you, you know, if something goes down. Yeah. Speaking of Darrell, they went and they were asking people, like, who's the worst challenger that you've been on a show with? And Brad was, or Darrell was like the most reluctant to say anybody. And I yelled out, oh, Gromo! And then, like, everybody lost it because people just forget that Garamo was on the challenge, but he was on it with Brad. And Brad was, or with Darrell, sorry. Yeah. And Darrell was like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's 
awesome. I love that. That's so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you got to go and <laughs> yeah. go to those back to back. I, I know we really want to get out to one. Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll be doing one in Detroit when we go out. They're there. doing it in the July. Oh, okay. Never it's mind. Like July something or another. <laughs> Or June, yeah, something. Oh, we definitely can't make that happen. <laughs> we were looking at going to the Sacramento one, but it's like bowling. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to bowl with people that I don't know. Like, I'm going to get shit-faced if I bowl, so that doesn't seem like a winning. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah. no offense, I'm sure some people completely are able to do it, but I don't want to spend that much money to not be able to bowl with people. Well, guys, that's going to call it. Oh, shit, I fucked that up. <laughs> Well, everyone, that's going to go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up. We've had a great time bringing it to you. We hope you enjoyed listening. Um, So for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, for Alexis Tex Rawson, Katie, Bad Blood Pahura, and Tony Stats and Info Lance, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you get a chance and you like what you heard, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify (laughs) Podcasts, so you never miss an episode. And rate us five stars. If you're going to rate us less than that, just don't do it. Rate someone else less. Stick with us at five stars. (laughs) Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you all. Be good to each other. Night. Later. Bye. Bye.